0: All right, everybody. Well, welcome once again to the Rec Poker podcast. This is episode 145. And today uh, we're talking with four of our crushers from the Free Poker Network. We have Chris Nelson, Joel Smith, Nels Peterson, and Jake Stringfellow, who Jake's actually in studio with me. Uh, So we're excited to chat with these guys. Uh, The Free Poker Network is a really cool way to get into the game and actually not just get into the game, but actually become uh, to play some big tournaments out in Vegas. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, As always, I want to thank our sponsor, Running Aces Racetrack and Casino. They've been with us from the beginning. And as part of that, we always like to call out who the players of the week were at Running Aces. They give away some bonuses to the top four. Uh, This week, I was lucky enough to be among those, but Michael Babker took me by one point. He had 37 points. I had 36. Kevin Kelsenberg, 34. And Daryl Windingstead, 30. So congratulations to all of you folks. Picking up five bucks per point, which is a nice little bonus. Uh, and we've got some announcements, but as always, we're going to keep the details of the announcement at the end, but I want to make sure that you guys are aware of some of the really cool things that are happening. First of all, if you're not on our email newsletter, you're missing out. I just sent out an email with all the updates. Go out there, sign up at recpokertraining.com. That's the best way to stay uh, engaged with everything we have going on, but we've got some amazing guests coming up. John Sun, Matt Hamilton, Jonathan Little, Ryan LaPlante, Daniel Negreanu, Alec Torelli, Uh, We're also going to have a 90-minute Ask the Expert with Matt Berkey. So, uh, man, a lot of cool stuff coming up with some of our guests. Uh, We're going to be doing some hand histories. Uh, The first one is this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., doing it through the Zoom meeting. You can join us on that deal. We're doing a book study. Uh, Andrew Brokus is giving us some copies and going to be joining us for some of the discussion on his playing optimal poker. And so Cheyenne Bhattacharya is going to be leading that discussion Uh, We've got Chris Jones and Taylor Moss are going to be leading the discussions on the hand histories. Uh, We're going to be doing some final table commentary for the MSPT, meaning uh, they've already created their stuff, but we want to do it from a recreational player perspective, a strategy perspective. So we're going to have some meetings where we actually do the commentary over the existing video. Uh, We have that agreement with the MSPT. So that's exciting, Uh, man. All of this stuff, you guys can actually participate in anybody listening out there. Uh, go to the website. We've got all the information out there and how you can actually participate in those things. Um, once we launch our membership site October 1st, those are going to be available to members. But throughout September, uh, if you want to be part of it, anybody can be part of that. And we also have a few other cool things going on that are open completely to everybody. Uh, this Wednesday, John Somsky, who's on the line, has actually coordinated a Poker Stars home game. So, 8 o'clock on the first Wednesday of every month, Central Time. Uh, we'll be doing a PokerStars online tournament. It's free to enter. Uh, we'll give away some stuff, but it's a fun way to build community. We're also doing an NFL survivor pool. Uh, you can find out more about that at the end of the episode. And we also have a Discord channel, Discord server, where all kinds of great banters happening on hand history. So all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, sorry for the, the slew of announcements, but uh, I want to make sure you're aware of what's going on. But really, Uh, Stay plugged in. Get on that email list. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, We'll try to communicate uh, as best we can. So enough of that. Uh, Let's get into kind of the meat of today. Uh, So we've got a panel today. Rob Washam and John Somsky have joined us from the Rec Poker core team. But we're excited. Uh, We've got some of these folks from the Free Poker Network here. So Jake Stringfellow, Nels Peterson, Joel Smith, and Chris Nelson. So it's always interesting to try to navigate all of this stuff, but I want to first start off with just if each of you could just, we don't have time to get your whole story, but just tell us a little bit about uh, how you're connected with FPN, how long you've been around, if you have a role with the league. Uh, And Joel, why don't we start with you uh, kind of what's your, what's your connection with FPN? What are some of your accolades? Just give us a little bit of a context of who you are with FPN. Sure. Um,
1: So FPN was really my first introduction into Texas Hold'em. Um, I had to look back on their website. It looks like I started back in July of 2007. It was my first tournament. And uh, just happened to be uh, going out with some friends to a bar and saw a little table advertisement that said they were having poker on a, like a Wednesday night. And I thought, gosh, that sounds like fun. I should go try that out. And that's <laughs> kind of how it all kicked off. So that was, that was the start of it. Um, so 12 years into it, um, I've had some really cool things happened because of it. Um, in 2015, I, I, won the national championship and got to play in the main event, world series poker main event and actually cashed in that. So that yeah. was like a dream come true off my bucket list. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been great.
0: A and, lot just, and just to be clear, so the, the, the run that you made to the main event, that was all free, right? That was through the free that poker network,
1: hundred percent free
0: roll into it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's a pretty exciting deal. very exciting (laughs) all right well well chris nelson what's what's sort of your scoop man well i actually got
2: into uh league poker back in oh three i uh started in a now defunct league called the bar poker league um i think jake might even played in that at one time too and um they uh, they ended up going uh going under and i think it might have been oh five i'm i'm guessing uh that uh Um, I found uh, um, FPN and uh, they started up uh, in this area and they were just convenient to be able to play. And I've, uh, um, I've been playing there ever since. So um, that kind of uh, expanded. I've uh, improved my game to the point now where I think I've made nationals six out of the last eight nationals. Uh, So, uh, you know, I've, I've, become pretty competitive in 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 that and and that's uh you know drawn me now to to uh do more uh play at uh aces and at uh, uh canterbury of course locally and then uh i've made it kind of a uh a yearly event to go out to uh, vegas and play in the uh, world series events and uh try and make that a a yearly thing i haven't played in the the main yet but uh maybe next year we'll see
0: yeah and chris is uh i i posted out somewhere i said chris i think is the the best qualifier player i've ever seen in my life like you're you're good at the regular tournaments getting to the end but just qualifiers it seems like you always qualify so you you're a very tough player and i i don't enjoy playing what's that
2: much cheaper that way (laughs)
0: right exactly well before we go on to the next one uh joel and chris maybe first uh i I meant to kind of give you guys an opportunity to give a shout out to the bars that you're playing at or where where you're connected with in the league chris why don't you go first
2: um i'm uh, doing all my play right now at uh, route 65 um they play both uh monday and thursday nights uh um i've i've limited my play to the uh, two nights a week i used to play five six nights a week um and uh you know life just doesn't allow me to do that anymore. So I've, uh, um, kind of, uh, eliminated, uh, most of those nights and, uh, the nights, the other nights that I am playing, I'm usually out at aces and, and doing, uh, tournaments out there. If, uh, if I'm going to play uh, more than that, um, the, uh, uh, the reason that I play at, at root is they have a, uh, it's called a super TOC. Any bar that has, uh, two nights a week that they play, um, uh, gives away a trip at the end of the six month session. Um, so you have to win um, one tournament during those six months. Um, and that's, you know, that's not hard to do. And then um, the uh, the winners of, uh, of the t- tournaments during that session get to play one tournament and the winner goes to um, nationals out in Vegas. And I think I've won four, maybe five, um, of those tournaments to get the direct to uh, to Nationals, and then they also pay you some money to go out, so right, it ends right. up uh, uh, an easy and uh, cheap way to, uh, to get to Nationals and play in uh, uh, the big tournament.
0: Nice. Joel, where do you play out of?
2: Um, so, primarily we play uh, in dugout,
1: or at dugout in Dent, and then uh, playtime, which is south of Purim, and then uh, once in a while we head over to uh, Vergas, to Billy's Corner Bar, to see friends there once in a while, too.
0: Okay. And just so everybody knows, I know we've got an, actually we have a pretty international audience too. And so uh, we're, we're talking about, these are all Minnesota guys. Uh, so obviously FPN is a national thing, but these guys are all playing in Minnesota. So when you hear things like Purim and Route 65, they might not mean a lot to y'all, but uh, this, we're talking about Northern Minnesota, at least in Joel's case. All right, Jake, let's, let's go to you, man. I know you're like hyper plugged in, but what's, what's your connection? How'd you get started? Uh,
3: for me, it all started when I was uh, no longer able to, afford going to the casinos yep. and stuff like that and playing in card games um so if it's correct i did start with the uh, bar poker league back when not you know it was bar poker league with nelson um they went under i walked into the ponds golf course in st francis at, I believe it was oh seven that's when the league started and uh got lucky made the state tournament went there got 600 bucks travel money for fpn to go Um, Back then, I believe it was maybe only top 13, 14 qualified. And uh, ever since then, I've fallen in love with it. Uh, Basically, it gave me a chance and opportunity to continue a dream, and it had to be through free cards, so be it. And then uh, how was it going? The ponds were shutting down, so I took it upon myself to uh, sign Route 65 And from there, I went to sign another bar and another bar and another bar.
0: By signing, you you took over the management of the bar, of the league.
3: Correct. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been uh, involved with the league since 07 and a state rep now for going on six years.
0: And I don't know if you're peaked right now, but the number you told me before about how many bars you're sort of managing or helping operate is how many? Yeah. um, Well, I do a
3: lot with the Southeast too, but I would say games per week per night would be right around 50 52 games a week.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, that that seems like a fair amount to try to manage. yep
3: Yep. It is.
0: All right. Well, how about how about you nels Peterson? Uh what's what's your deal?
4: Well, um you know, I started playing, you know, probably about 2004 2005 something like that. Um just a small local league and I remember when FPM first came to St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, they were advertising they were giving away world series seats and um i remember sitting down and playing and i got knocked out pretty early and i was sitting there watching the game and talking to a friend and i thought you know playing in the world series of poker is just a pipe dream for a guy like me you know i mean it's a lot to go through and um you know i did at that point I was pretty, pretty young and pretty poor and didn't really have the money to go and buy into something like that. So I just thought, you know, that's just not something that's ever going to happen. And then a couple of years later, I was winning a trip out there through the league and, and won my first seat to the world series of poker playing on that league and, um, you know, went on to have some success and win a few state tournaments and a bunch of trips out to Vegas and got lucky once and won a national championship and. You know, it's it's just, it's been a lot of fun and it's provided, you know, a a guy like me some pretty neat opportunities to go out and, and play some tournaments that I might not otherwise go and see. And, and you know, I've really enjoyed that. I've, i I got to be honest, it's a real honor to be, be sitting here talking to all of you with, with this group of guys. Um, you know, these are all real accomplished players, so... Um, you know thank you to thank you Steve and thank you to Rec Poker for having us all on. Oh
0: well, yeah, for sure. I mean it's 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 about time FPN gets a little bit more uh, recognition. I mean the, the the stuff that you guys have accomplished and you guys aren't it's not just like okay, here's some bar league players that happen to get lucky and do their own thing. Like you guys are accomplishing things outside of uh, of the bar league and so I think that's where I think what we're trying to do is try to bridge that gap for people to see that the bar league it is a great way to play poker for free, to get the reps that you need, to improve your game, to try new things, you know, and just be social if you want, but you can actually grow your game there quite a bit. And I know, you know, you guys, you guys have mentioned Route 65. That's a well-known hotbed for national champions that go on to do other cool things. So, uh, yeah, it's my pleasure to have you guys on. And I'm pretty connected with three of you. Joel, uh, we just met uh, with the other three of you. I've played with all of you. Uh, I'm not excited to have any of you at my table. Nels, when I was early on, you know, you and I played. Uh, at an FPN tournament, and I know I've taken some coaching lessons from Nels early on, and that sort of thing too. So you helped uh, kind of create that passion for the game for me as well. So uh, you know, it's it's an honor to be sitting here with all of you guys. But let's let's touch really quick on uh, just just uh, before we get into the strategy stuff. Like really quick on how does FPN work? So if somebody's listening out there, going, "This sounds kind of cool," but I don't, I still don't really get it. Um, can I just get a, a nutshell explanation of how this works? Kind of maybe, I don't know, Jake, you're the best one to start off with that. You guys can fill it in, but just, you know, just kind of really quick week to week, what happens and then how do I, how can I play in Vegas? I don't get that.
3: All right. Sounds good. So uh, basically it's a great place to play in the free cards is a great place if you're just a recreational player, you're not quite sure about your game. Um, I can, most everybody in there is more willing to help somebody learn the game, teach the game whatever you got to do, but you come in there, you get 20 points just for signing up. Um, most of all the bars are a little bit different uh, amongst that they give away whatever, $50, for example, route 65. I, I so happen to host route 65. So it's $50 a night cash in the first place, uh, $20 gift card, two $10 gift cards, two $5 gift, card, gift cards. But uh, so you come in there and say, for example, you, you place, uh, we got 50 people. What is that? We got, 50 people, that's 14, 15 people signing out for the night. So you earn extra points by signing out every night. By ca- yeah. You're equivalent of cashing. So the top, 30, top
0: 30% Correct. To get
3: points. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So at the end of every month, you qualify for the quarterly. So therefore, every, every quarter we play a regional tournament. So if you qualify, say, for example, in June, you're now a single stack at that regional tournament. You qualify again in July you're now a double stack for that tournament. And again, in August, so you sent your,
0: turn? okay. So I qualify by, so every night I play, I get, I get points, Correct. then those points Correct. accumulate. And then so many people each month are given the opportunity to go to regionals.
3: Yep. To go to the regional tournament. Yep. And then uh, the overall point leader to be in of three months is automatic direct. Okay. They cannot to play state. the regional t- direct to state, yep. but, but now with the new changes and everything with uh, FPN changing up stuff, now you will also qualify for the free roll in Vegas. So that's another opportunity to come on in for the share of the fifty thousand dollars that they pay out right now. Okay. So then again, after that, you can qualify once at the regional tournament in order to be a single stack at state. You can qualify again in the second quarter to be a double stack at state. So not rather now in ten thousand we give you twenty thousand. So that's an additional way to play. Uh, Nelson mentioned earlier about with the TOCs and the super TOCs. The difference between the two is the super TOC is it directly into the main event seat. Okay. And then as well, $200 cash when you arrive spending money that they'll give you.
0: So, so it sounds like there's, okay, so there's the weekly. And then if I'm going to play my way through, I, I give enough points in the weekly. That qualifies me for each month for the regional. If I do well enough at the regional, I get to go to the state. If I do well enough for the state, I get to go to nationals. Correct. But then there's all these other nuances where there's ways that you can skip some of those tournaments yep. and through make it, the super and TOCs or whatever. Correct. And yep. be able to make it straight, too. Okay. So it's really kind of a cool thing. I know it took me a little while to figure out how the points all work, uh, but it's pretty fun because they do a good job of tracking it. You can kind of look out there and say, where am I at? What do I need? You know, you kind of decide how you're going to play strategically at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, which is a pretty cool thing. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. John, did you have a question?
5: Yeah, I was wondering uh, – so – it all sounds good, but if I don't know what I'm doing, how do I know where to go? Where what bars uh, support the network? And when I get there, how do I actually sign up and start playing?
0: Joel, do you want to tackle that one? Sure. Uh, they've got
1: a, a great website, FreePokerNetwork.com, I believe is what it is. Um, and uh, on there they've got a link to find a bar just type in your address or your zip code and it'll show you bars that are near you and what days they play um, then just arrive at the site you know a little bit before they're going to start and find who out who the host is and uh, go visit with them a little bit they'll get you signed up and kind of give you you know a little bit of guidelines on how the play works but uh, everywhere that I've ever played everybody's really friendly and willing to help new people kind of get acclimated to how Texas Hold'em on Free Poker Network works. It's really a great group of people.
0: Yeah, I like what you said. I've used their website, too. I mean, you really can go in there and say, okay, I live in this area. Show me the games that are close, what nights they, what nights they meet. It's super uh, user-friendly. So I think uh, that's a really great thing, especially even if you're traveling somewhere and you like to a, like, a night free and you want to go play somewhere. Uh, you can zip in there and play that. And you Now, some of the leagues give, give extra chips for arriving early, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We see that sometimes. Um, yeah. And, and, and keep in mind too, it's not just in Minnesota, even though we're all in Minnesota, I've, right. I've been out of state and looked for games too. And uh, you know, there's a pretty big group in Illinois that play. I mean, I'm just thinking about people we see at national championships. It's, it's a lot of States, so it's really
0: neat. Okay. So what, let's, let's talk, let's move it a little bit from the logistics into some of the strategy stuff, which I really kind of want to pick your guys' brains on. And maybe, uh, maybe Nels, you can tackle this one first, but, when you look at FPN players, and you guys all have a ton of experience, like what, what do you think separates the players that are having success, like the four of you and others that you know that are you know, having this success, and the ones that are just kind of struggling and they're not really breaking through Like, What are those key differentiators?
4: Um, well, I think you know the first thing is, you'll notice, I think, that the players that have success are consistent. Um, they, they consistently make, runs into the tournaments they're consistently asking questions from players that they see having more success than they're having and so they have kind of a natural curiosity about how the game works and why people are doing well and and they're trying to grow their game and and learn as much about the game as they possibly can um uh, and, you know, the consistency thing, it's part of what sets league poker apart from, you know, just going to the casino or something like that because you were playing for points, you know. So being able to consistently run deep in these tournaments makes a big difference in how how you qualify or, or how far you go. So I think, you know, for my part, you know, when I was playing, I guess I can't speak for everybody here, but, um, you know, I, I look to try to uh, – you know be a little more conservative on those weekly games and just make deep runs on a consistent basis so that I can pick up as many points as possible and get myself an opportunity to qualify for those regional tournaments and those state tournaments.
0: Okay, yeah, with with the top 30% getting some points at all. Yeah. Uh, that's different than, you know, you go to a casino and typically it's top 10%, maybe top 15% that get any kind of return. Okay, Chris Nelson, yeah. what what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you're you're muted right now, Chris. Sorry. I think I, now you're, now you're good. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, mute, I mute people when they're not talking just so I don't get background noise. I apologize. That was, that was my well, fault.
2: You probably did that on purpose.
0: I, I did it on purpose. Actually, I mute everybody that's not talking just to avoid background noise so that I have sure. to unmute you then. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: about the same. Um. I, again, this is, uh, I'm cheap. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the fact of the matter is this is this, I, I utilize this as a, as an easy way to, um, to get into bigger tournaments. Um, I, uh, I got hooked in the, the very first year that I played, uh, um, uh, a league. Um, uh, I played in a, a, a state tournament and that, uh, that had 550 players in it, and I took six, um, and that pretty much got me hooked. And uh, um, at that point, I decided, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to try and make it uh, um, uh, not only enjoyable, uh, but I want to make it profitable. And and uh, you know, if I can get if I can get to Vegas, you know, uh, you know, relatively cheap um it's a it's a great way to uh you know to get into bigger games uh so the state tournament's obviously a big deal the national tournament's huge and then if you happen to get into uh you know the world series that's the ultimate goal for any poker player um but i i've also turned it into a kind of a learning experience so that i uh um becoming more of a student of the game, um, I'm trying to, you know, progress in, in my capabilities and uh, not only through reading, but uh, obviously I just took the course with uh, Chris Fox-Wallace that uh, um, you put together, and so I'm doing everything that I can um, to, uh, you know, to better my play, and you know, someday I'd like to make it a, a a profitable hobby so that when I'm playing the bigger games, whether it's at uh, Aces or Canterbury or out in Vegas, um, you know, uh, you cash in some of those bigger games you know you're you're basically free rolling for a year so um that uh you know that's the ultimate goal to to make it a a paying hobby for me so i uh um, i went from just having fun now to being more serious about it and trying to make it into uh, something that's uh you know a a, a hobby that uh, um, i'm not going to go broke doing
0: right jake Jake, how would you answer that question so the, the question of um you know what differentiates a good player? I mean, when you're when you're playing, obviously you 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 play a lot, and you see players that are more mm-hmm. experienced, Correct. players that are less experienced. Like, what are some of the obvious things that the better players are doing? Well, I think I don't want to
3: copy what everybody else just said, but it's obvious that everybody here that's on this panel has got a passion for the game. Um, whether one way they've been hooked on it, um, for me, it was my grandfather that got me hooked on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I would say for me with going out and playing free cards and everything and sitting down, people want to say, yeah, it's free cards. It's this, it's that go put your money on the table, go to the casino. But, and I, I bet these, these guys who vote for that, I'm, I'm already gaining the experience of being able to play with this type of player, mm-hmm. that type of player, the aggressive young players, you know, the, the old, old players that just sit there and you fold all night and, You know, I've already I've gained so much experience by just playing with all those players. So when I do go play those bigger tournaments, it's a lot easier for me to sit down, even if I don't know the people at the table, to be able to pay attention to the game, which everybody says that's what's here. They're all about learning the game, paying attention to the game. And
0: uh, so I'm hearing there's a little bit sort of adjusting to players rather than just just playing your cards, adjusting to the player types. Yep.
3: Which is something I've always strived my game with. Yeah, always. Okay. So.
0: Joel, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on, on this next question. Um, one of the things that, that I know we talk a lot about in the podcast is you know we, we take content in from some of the biggest names in the game where you're typically playing you know hour-long levels, 40,000 chips and you know, all of these things. And we're, we're saying, well, how do we translate those strategic things into playing a $50 tournament at running aces or whatever that might be? And so you kind of have this, this whole spectrum of things where you're saying, you know, you play the main event, you also play other big tournaments, but there's, you know, 60,000 starting chips and two hour levels. And now you're playing, you know, at the free poker network and it's, I don't know, 12 or 15 minute levels and 5,000 chips. And, you know, people are dealing with one deck of cards and so you're not getting many hands in. How do you, how do you adjust either one way or the other strategically from, you know, kind of the hyper turbo game to games that are much more deep and have much more play in them?
1: Sure. So, so for the weekly tournaments, um, thank goodness we start with more chips than we did when I first started playing. Cause I think we started with 2000 and a lot of times it's 5,000. That's now. where I was.
0: I was at the 2000. And if you got there early, <laughs> yeah, 2,500. Yeah.
1: You can make an early mistake and recover from couldn't it very often. It was
0: tough. Okay. So um, they've increased the stack sizes a bit. That's good to hear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That helps so that you can gamble just a little bit more earlier on. Um, I guess, I try to take it pretty easy early in the tournaments, um, try to pick spots um, you know we play at the same people every week pretty much, so you kind of I pick up on betting tendencies and try to really range people's hands based on that a lot of the times and try to take advantage of situations That's probably where I spend you know most of my time and focus uh, in these tournaments is just really you know, focusing on their tendencies and taking advantage of those situations. So if I've got somebody that I know once they've called the flop bet, they're not going to go away to the river and I've got a good hand, I just bet it hard and get as much out of them as mm-hmm. I can. Um, so that's what it comes down to for me um, in these, you know, shorter turbo type terms.
0: Yeah. And and that's different from if you're a deeper stack, you might play a little bit more, not necessarily oh, yeah. cautiously, but you're trying to maximize value.
1: Right. Probably playing more tight in a, in a bigger, deeper stack tournament, you know, like the main, I, I didn't play a lot of hands unless I had premium cards the first day, just right. because I didn't, I didn't need to be in a difficult decision. And the, in these tournaments, you're in a lot more difficult decisions more often, I think.
0: Okay. So in, in terms of like getting into the, the nitty gritty a little bit, let's just say you have, you know, 25 big blinds. Uh, you have you have these two tournaments, you have the really, you know, the, the one that costs quite a bit to get in where you have a nice deep structure And you have the FPN league where it's kind of the things are going to keep moving either way. Let's say you have 25 big blinds and you're, you're making your decision on, you know, should you three bet shove or not? That sort of thing or 20 big blinds, whatever it is that stack is that you like to do that with. Uh, Are are you thinking, okay, well, I've got 20 big blinds. This is a three bet shove spot in both cases, or are you tending to, you know, be, be a more frequent three bet shove in the, uh, the quicker tournaments because you know, you've got to make something happen. I mean, or are you still kind of just thinking, Nope, 20 big blinds to 20 big blinds is the right decision with 20 big blinds in either spot.
1: I Honestly, in the free poker network, I just have so much more history with everybody that I, I don't necessarily always pick the three-bet-shove spot because that's what I should be doing. It's really coming down more to who I'm playing in the situation okay. and, and what I think I can do with them, honestly. Um, okay. You know, in a bigger tournament where I don't have any history with anybody, then you probably have to play a little more by the book or what the odds are telling you. That's my opinion.
0: Okay. yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Nels or Chris, Chris, let me go to, cause I want Nels on the next question. I see he's actually off of there. Chris Nelson. I know you also play, you know, the bigger tournaments, uh, in the area, as well as the free poker network. How about you? Same sort of same question. Um, you know, how do you, do you, what, what sort of adjustments do you make going one for one or the other?
2: Um, playing in his, uh, uh Joel is exactly right. When you're playing with the same people, you know, night after night, um, it's a different game. Uh it's more like a home game than it is uh you know a, a tournament that you play out at uh, uh aces. Um you're you, you know people's tendencies, you know their tells, um, you know what um what cards they're playing, maybe they're playing every hand for that matter. Um it is a different game. Uh um and that's why it's it's a better game for players that don't have a lot of experience um because you're not it's not going to cost you anything to to lose the hand um if you get knocked out on the first hand and it's happened to all of us um you know ah, shucks you know it was free but um you know when you're playing out at uh at a bigger tournament um you know there's uh there's more at stake so the answer is yeah you're probably going to play looser uh at a uh uh a league game you're probably going to uh, um, you know be less inclined to um, you know to fold a hand that you might fold in in a big tournament um, so it, it just to play it, it depends on who you're playing with um, there's every type of player in a bar game um, there's uh, loose aggressive um, there's nits. you just know who you're playing against And there's some players that if they're in the hand I'm out. Uh, you know, unless I've got aces, I'm not even going to bother with it because the only way they're playing that hand is if they've got a monster. Um, yeah, and then there's other players that I know could have anything. I mean, they'll play seven two all day long, and you know they, they don't care. So it is a very different game than you're probably going to see at uh, at a casino. Um, but, but having said that, I've seen that kind of play in, in players at casinos. Oh, right. so, yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it it just depends on the on, on the game, but uh, um, no, that's uh, that really is what it comes down to. I do play more hands. I so play a lot more hands than I would play in okay. a uh, in a big game. Um, and then uh, as the, you know, get deeper in the tournament, and when points start to matter, then I'll tighten up my game and uh, probably play more true to uh, how I play. Uh, you know, in a in a big game.
0: Just, just to explore that a little bit, when you say you, you play more hands, what's the primary reason you play more hands? Is it because you feel like you just need to because the blinds are going so quick, or is it because you think we people will pay you off so much more if you hit
2: yeah, the, the ladder? Yeah. You're 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 more because of the speed of the blinds and who you're playing against, playing more hands and building a chip, you know, uh, a chip lead early. Is huge in in a in a bar game. Um, the faster that you build chips, the easier it is to to get to the points. And that's that's ultimately the goal is to get the points. Um, so I'll play you know I'll play hands that I would never even consider playing um, in a real you know cash game or or uh, or, or big tournament. Um, uh, just an attempt to you know get lucky, and it's really what it comes down to. Then build some big you know build a big pot, and then, like I say, I'll adjust my game as, as the game goes on, and I'll tighten up as points uh, get closer, um, just to guarantee I get my my points, and uh, like I say, the, the ultimate goal is points, so um, and then hopefully get a win out of it, and that gets you qualified for the uh, tournament champions so the more toc points you have the bigger your stack is also for that uh, tournament of champions so um winning tournaments does matter mm-hmm. in uh in league play
0: okay thank you yeah, just a, a quick aside here we got a note from chris harris who's listening in uh he just wanted to make sure that we knew that the the freepokernetwork.com does have a location map now so apparently you can go out there and actually look at a map uh, which for visual people, that's much more appealing. He mentioned South Dakota, so I don't know if he's from South Dakota or if that's sort of a hotbed as well. But yeah, he's a South Dakota rep. Oh, he's a South Dakota rep. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet. Well, Chris, thanks for thanks for that information. That's super helpful. Um, Nels, I want to switch to you now. Um, I guess I guess as, I know you and Jake are both kind of in this camp, as far as I understand it. Sort of, you've been playing FPN. You you dabble in some of the bigger stuff, but you'd like to keep progressing toward the bigger stuff. And both of you, I think, have the games to do that. Um, I guess the question for you, Nels, is what advice do you have for uh, the folks that are listening right now that are either just in home games or they're uh, home games and at Free Poker Network and they're trying to they want to play bigger, you know they want to play the bigger tournaments they want to you know go for a bankroll or whatever what what advice do you have for them as far as it could be anything how they manage their game it could be their their bankroll it could be the actual strategy side what what advice would you have and I'll ask you the same thing
4: when Nels is done. Um, well, you know the first thing I think is. Uh, when you when you hear pe- professional players talking about playing and learning and, and experience, they talk a lot about hand experience. And it's number of hands that you've seen. Um, so, you know, the first thing is just having the opportunity to play a lot of hands. And that's what's nice about playing free poker, playing on the free poker network, is that it gives you an opportunity to play a lot of hands without spending a lot of money doing so. Um, and it'll give you... A, you know some opportunities to to interact with other players uh in person there as opposed to playing online um so that you can ask some questions you know uh when i first started playing i just started looking i sought out the players that that were having success and i started picking their brains um you know so at first when i started this i was just kind of growing growing my game on my own i wasn't reading any books or anything like that um Uh, but I think, you know, when you get to the bar game, uh, the difference between playing in the bar and playing in the casino is that you'll see a lot more mistakes made in a bar game. And so, you know, I tend to play a little more conservatively because even if I lose a big hand, chances are, I'm going to be able to make it up because there are plenty of opportunities with the mistakes that are made, you know, so learn what those mistakes are, figure out, um, you know, what you can do to limit the amount of mistakes you make and how to identify those same things in other players and then begin to take advantage of those. You know, that's a big part of poker is just learning how to take advantage of another player. Um,
0: So would you say sort of the the path forward then in that context is learn how to make less mistakes, (laughs) you know, be, be a learner, figure out what mistakes you're making and make less of them and figure out what mistakes your opponents are making and figure out how to exploit those. That's sort of the path.
4: Yes. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a two-pronged two thing. It's a double-edged, well, I don't even want to say a double-edged sword because it's you're learning two things. You're learning about your own mistakes. But in doing so, you're also learning about the mistakes other players are making. So you are limiting your own mistakes, and then you are learning to spot them in other players. And so your game is improving while you're also learning to take advantage of other players. So it's, yeah, probably one of the best things you can start to do, you know, if you're a beginning player
0: yeah how about you jake what's sort of the either for you the path forward or what would you recommend to people that are looking to move beyond fpn and kind of maybe do that and also start playing at casinos well obviously
3: the math your odds just simple picking up a just looking at the chart diagram you know what cards to play what positions um but for me it's been you know that stuff's been in my brain for a very long time so for me it's been about Nothing but plain, plain, plain. Reps. <laughs> when you think you want to be done because you're running so bad, just be confident that you're making the right decisions. And and, and like Nell stated, um, you know you don't always make the right decisions, but eventually you're going to make less mistakes. But the more and more you figure it out and you keep track of what was done and who it was done with. And for me, like I, like I stated before, regardless, it doesn't matter what I have in my hand as long as I believe that I know exactly what that guy has, and it's just him and I. I don't care what I got. I'm willing to gamble that on the game. And that's what thats what's all about for me is being able to read through the player and playing the player, not always your cards. You've really got to pay attention to the game and to the player when you're not in the hand. Sit there and just watch what everybody does the whole time. So, again, experience. If you want to get to that next level, you've really got to pay attention to every aspect mm-hmm aspect of the game
0: that's good well we're getting close to the end but i want to give uh give chris and joel an opportunity to kind of chime in on that question maybe uh, chris i'll unmute you first chris um and then why don't you chime in you know briefly on that on that topic you know how do people move to the next level
2: go ahead joel
0: oh go ahead joel (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, just to kind of tie in a little bit about, you know, why I play free poker network it's because I, I consider myself living out state. It's not really convenient to play at, you know, Canterbury or running aces. So it's a way for me, you know, since since online kind of closed down, it's a way for me to practice the game and to do it inexpensively. You know, I have a little bit of a bar tab at night and that's really about it. I can make the mistakes. I can learn from what the other players are doing and what I'm doing. Um, it's even been, uh, some situations where I've, comp- I filled out a diary while I was playing of every hand that I yeah. saw just to see what I was doing in, and, and, you know, nobody cares that you're doing that at free poker. They're not, you know, criticizing that you're doing those kinds of things, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, once you feel like you're confident that you're playing well, then it's, you know, making the trip down to the cities and playing some things at Canterbury and running aces and seeing how you do there, if you're lucky enough to, you know, get through some of the FPN stuff to get to nationals, then you've got opportunities there to play, you know, different sized events. Um, When we're out there for nationals, it's not always a matter of, you know, winning your way into one of the events that they're giving you a buy into, but there's a lot of other things going on, a lot of inexpensive tournaments to give you some experience, you know, just playing with others that you don't normally play with while you're in Vegas, which is really helpful too. So uh, I think that's, that's how you kind of progress. You just look for bigger tournaments with new players
2: to play against.
0: That's good. How, how about you, Chris? Um,
2: yeah, actually, uh, even what uh, um, Jake just touched on is, uh, you know, playing hands is the biggest part of this game. The more hands you play, the better you will become, and that's just it's it's practice, and that's basically what it comes down to. It's practice. So this is, you know, playing in a in a bar league uh, becomes free practice, um, and uh, um, the keys to this game are learning um, how to read players. Um, tells are a, a, a big part of, of the game. I, uh, I've I've tried to focus on tells and reading uh, reading people and uh, um, starting to you know uh, focus on putting people on hands, and that really has paid dividends in playing the uh, the bigger games. Um, the, the better you become at that. The better you're going to be in 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 bigger games, and uh, um, that has definitely helped uh, with with my game out at uh, um, Aces and uh, in Canterbury. Um, I've made laydowns that you know people can't believe, and uh, um, that's because I've been able to to put somebody on the stone cold nuts that you know any other player would have said, no, you can't you can't make that play. Um, uh, and then on the you know other side, um, I've made calls that I normally wouldn't make only because I've seen somebody's tendencies. I've read their, um, uh, um, you know, I, I've, I've read their, their play to a point where I know when they're making a move, I know when they're trying to, you know, to buy a pot and, you know, I'll, I'll make a call with bottom pair knowing that they probably have nothing. Um, so Plain, plain free poker will absolutely improve your game. It just it, there's no no matter how you look at it, the more hands you play, the more you're going to be able to see what people do because everybody has a tell. Everybody I do, everybody does. Everybody has tendencies, and the more that you can read people's tendencies, the better player you're going to be. And we uh, like could say learn cheap instead of making the mistakes yeah. out uh, the casino where it costs you a lot of money.
0: Well, you can feel free anytime to start folding to me a little bit more, Chris, you can, anytime you, anytime you're ready, you can start folding to me a little bit more. <laughs> we have a lot of history. So we, <laughs> we uh, have history.
2: Uh, well, in fact, the last time we played, um, we both had the exact same hand and I folded mine. Yes, and sir. It, and, Yeah. How did that work out? (laughs) I was right and you were wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh man. You're always right. You always owe my, you always have my. No, 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 (laughs) have, You, you have, you have caught me in bluffs. So,
2: um, you have, you've taken me out of tournaments before. So we know that that's not true. It
0: comes around, goes around. Well, Hey, uh, we're, we're getting a time here. I just want to make sure I've been talking a lot and, and you guys, you know, it's been fantastic. Rob, John, I haven't really given you guys much of a chance to chime in. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to ask or to share? Rob, go ahead. I just want
6: to ask Joel. I was at that national championship in 2015, and I got taken out really early in the tournament by somebody who got pocket nines when I had a full house. That wasn't you,
0: was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Was it? Probably. <laughs> Rob's been holding this inside him for four years. Just, t- just tell him it was you and make something up, Joel. Is that why I was invited on this panel? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so the way you played pocket nines four years ago—no, thank Sir- you
1: for your tips. If that was the case,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I put them to good use. Robert, are you actually seriously wondering, or did you know it was Joel? No,
6: I had no idea who it was. Okay, I didn't know the person. So, um, but we sitting <laughs> there. I, that was at Binion's, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so I was, and I remember. The guy looked like – you know, you could have been the guy because you kind of looked like the guy who did it. <laughs> I didn't know for sure, but you said you want it. So I thought, well, maybe my chips might have helped you. Yeah, I'm sure they did.
0: <laughs> what did what <are> the <laughs> Did he have, guys, they have I play with? With? They'll tell you how lucky I get sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes, man. Did, did he have quads, Rob, or something, or just a bigger boat?
6: Yeah. Yeah, he had quads. He, he got um, – the second nine came on the river. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> – the board was ace, ace, queen, nine, nine. And I had ace, queen. Yikes. So I was, you know, I was feeling pretty good about myself.
0: Joel might remember that one if that actually happened, if that was Joel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those unlucky people or maybe
1: lucky people that doesn't really remember hands nice. beyond the time that they happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so it might have been me. I'm not sure. If so, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was really fun. He, he
0: gets, oh, <laughs> he he gets quads so much. It's just so hard to keep track all the time. He gets He rivers quads. John, did you have anything to add?
5: Uh, Not a whole lot. Just I I totally agree with the sentiment that the uh, best way to get better at poker is to play poker. And, you know, having a way that allows anyone, a friendly environment, allows anyone to come in, sit down, play, and experience this game. The game is truly awesome once you get into it and once you get past the first uh, day jitters is great. So I am totally grateful that a place like free poker network exists to help promote the game.
0: Yeah. And I would, I would jump onto that too, as we're, as we're wrapping up too. I mean, you know, I, I don't know Joel at all, but the other three guys, uh, I tell my wife all the time, it's amazing how many really great people I've met through poker. Uh, these three, I count among them uh, as, as people that I would have never known had I not stepped foot into a free poker network and kind of, you know, taking my career from there. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a great place to meet people too. You know, we talk about building the community with rec poker. You know, if you're one of those folks out there that are saying, I like poker, I like the online poker whatever. I have a hard time meeting people. That might be a great opportunity for you too. just go, go to the bar. You don't have to drink. You don't have to eat. You just hang out with people, uh, whatever, whatever it means. And you will start meeting people that, you know, that you connect with. And that's another great plus of, of FPN, I believe. Well, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off unless uh, any of you four panelists have anything burning that you just want to share with, with Rec Poker Nation and beyond.
2: Oh, thanks for having us
0: on. Yeah. It's a pleasure. The, the, the downside is we could have had any just one of you on and spent the whole 45 minutes. I know you had to kind of all split your time, uh, and I know you all have a lot to say, so thanks for accommodating that. But it was a pleasure. Uh, it's fun to meet you, Joel, and the other guys. Man, keep crushing. Uh, we'll have you guys back on at some point and talk about the next national title. Hope to see you. Thanks a lot. All right. So you guys, you're welcome to stick around if you want. Otherwise, feel free to sign off. We're just going to go through some of the some of the announcements and stuff for the rest of Rec Poker. But seriously, thanks again, guys.
4: Thanks, Steve. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it. You have a good take night. Care. Yep. Take care.
0: All right, guys. Well, let's run through some of the other uh, announcements in a little bit more detail. Uh, and uh, John, Rob, whoever's out there, feel free to chime in. Uh, if I miss anything, uh, we've got a lot going on. So this is going to take a little bit of time, but I want to make sure that you guys have the details. Uh, if you, if you get our newsletter uh, or if you want to go to the website, uh, there's a, there's a blog post today. That's got all of the information. So you're feel free to just go out there and get it all. If you don't want to listen to my voice drone on and on, uh, I totally understand that. Uh, but for those of you who have stuck around, uh, as I mentioned, get the newsletter, get, you know, get, get that deal. Go to recpokertraining.com. You can sign up there. Uh, I mentioned some of the great guests we have coming up. Don't miss those uh, in September. All of the stuff that we're talking about during September, you're welcome to join us on the phone uh, on the call. Just like we had six people on tonight, just kind of hanging out, listening in chatting. Uh, you're welcome to do that throughout September uh, with all of those guests. I mentioned John Sun, Matt Hamilton, Jonathan, little Ryan LaPlante, Daniel Negreanu, Alec Torelli, Matt Berkey, all of these folks coming up uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, also, we're doing uh, hand histories. So, the first Wednesday and the second Wednesday of each month. The first one's at six thirty. The second one's at eight o'clock. Uh, the first one is led by Chris Jones. The second one's led by Taylor Moss. But at, at uh, so this Wednesday, September fourth at six thirty, we're going to do another one of these uh, these video calls. And Chris Jones has already selected a number of hands. Uh, we're going to be focusing on how do you play Ace King suited from the blinds. So Chris has gone through, uh, you know, some of the videos that are out on the Internet, out on the YouTube or whatever, and uh, pulled some from big tournaments where people are playing, you know, ASEC suited from the blind. And we're going to watch those and we're going to go through those and just try to evaluate what are they doing? Not so much are they doing it right or wrong, but just what are they thinking? Why are they playing it that way? Because that's one of our themes for the month is, uh, is how do you play ASEC suited from the blinds? Uh, the other theme is how do you play against limpers? So join us Wednesday night at 6.30. Uh, the links are all on the website. Uh, if you have trouble finding any of them, just reach out to me. Obviously, I'll send you the link on how do you can join that deal. But it's going to be a fun conversation uh, as we break down some hands. And then the following Wednesday, uh, September 11th, and we're going to do this the second and fourth Wednesday, uh, Cheyenne Bhattacharya is going to be leading us in a discussion a book study. Uh, which is we're going to be studying Andrew Brokus' new book, Playing Optimal Poker. Uh, It's a great book. Uh, We've had Andrew on. You guys love Andrew. I know that. Um, And he's going to also join us at the end of the thing to take any questions we have. But we're going to take, you know, a chapter or two every couple weeks and then just talk about it. Uh, So you can be part of that book study. Uh, The third Wednesday of every month, uh, and again, all of this on the website, I know it sounds confusing, uh, but for those of you who like to get stuff on your calendar, it's pretty much Wednesday nights is when we do stuff, except Mondays we do the recording of the interviews. But the third Wednesday, we're going to be looking at final tables, and we're going to be doing some commentary on that. So this, for September, it's going to be September 18th, 6.30 o'clock, 6.30 p.m., uh, same sort of format. We're going to be playing the MSPT final table. Uh, we're still deciding which one we want to do, but then we're just going to be talking about it. Uh, we'll pause if we need to, but that's just going to be a long discussion As we evaluate plays and try to make ourselves better by watching and learning and talking about stuff together. Uh, One of the things when we talk to the pros about how do you get better in the game, one of the things they consistently say is you need a community. You need that group of people that you're talking poker with. And so that's what we're trying to form. uh, And that's what we're going to be doing there as well. So as I mentioned, during September, you can listen in on all of that stuff, participate in all of that stuff. Uh, And then once we launch our membership site in October, uh, that'll be available to members and the memberships going to be 10 bucks a month and uh, be a lot of stuff that we'll get into there but that you can continue to participate in those uh, starting in October but there's a few other things going on right now that we want you to be aware of that are open to everybody uh, you don't even need to be a poker player to do some of this stuff uh, but John Somsky who's on the line he's coordinated a poker stars online tournament so eight o'clock on the first Wednesday of every month these are all central standard times uh, so this Wednesday at eight o'clock uh, we're going to be doing an online tournament. There's a Rec Poker Home community group that's formed. All the information is out there. Uh, log in there uh, and join us at 8 o'clock, and we'll have some prizes for the winners. Uh, we're looking at doing some fun things uh, as far as awards go for people that win those things too, uh, but a great way to build, uh, build community there. We also have an NFL survivor pool. So, again, this is open to anybody. All you do is you go in there once a week. You pick one team to win. Uh, if that team wins, you advance to the next week. The only rule is you can't pick the same team twice throughout the throughout the year. Uh, Jake Mason has put that together and I think we have 35 people out there already. Uh, so join us in that deal. And the, the last thing I want to mention as far as free stuff to do, we have a Discord channel. So uh, it's something that I was introduced to just a few weeks ago fell in love with. We've got, I don't know, 50 or 60 people out there that are Um, just kind of chatting back and forth about different topics, people that are running ACEs, talking about how they're doing, getting updates, encouraging each other, uh, putting pictures of each other when they win out, all that kind of stuff. Just a fun thing. We break down hands. So check that out. Um, Otherwise, just generally stay plugged in, email, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Okay, so Rob and John, what did did I miss? Anything you guys want to chime in there as I kind of firehosed everybody?
5: I think you – pretty much covered it we've got uh, 24 people signed up for the home game so far i'd like to see that number double maybe by next uh wednesday and nine people have signed up for the actual tournament so um okay. just get in there and play
0: awesome yeah and thanks for putting that together man it's super fun and t- t- chat a little bit about the the points or the the play money chips and make people making sure that they've got
5: enough yeah, so when you sign in, uh, you can request free some stars will give you some play money chips. They'll give you fifteen thousand in chips. The tournaments cost twenty thousand. I'd like to make them cheaper, but that's as low as I can make the the tournaments. So what that means is they'll give you those fifteen thousand chips every four hours. So you need to sign in at least four hours before the tournament starts, and then you can sign in again. Uh, right as the tournament starts, and that'll give you 30,000 chips, which will be more than enough for your 20,000 entry. Uh, the um, tournament does have late registration for about 10 minutes. So if you're going to be, you know, there, get there at 8.05 or something like that, you can still sign in and plug in. You can, of course, sign up in advance. So let's say you're not going to make it till 8.20, sign up in advance. Mm. You'll be it out until the tournament starts and then you'll be able to start. You do need to, in order to access the home games, you have to be on a PC or a Mac, so you can sign up for the games there. However, once you've registered, then you could log in on a tablet or a phone and actually play the game from your tablet and phone. But you cannot access any of the home game um, user interface during that time. But if you're signed up, it'll bring the, the table to you.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Those are some of the questions that came in that you've been great at answering questions. So if you guys have any other questions, the discord channel, or just email me, Steve at recpokertraining.com. Uh, we can get all those questions answered. So don't let, if you have any questions, don't let that hinder you from playing. Get the question out there. We'll answer it. But yeah, John, thanks for coordinating that. That's going to be super fun. I think that's going to grow. Uh, and I think it's going to be kind of a, a fun thing. We'll make sure that we, you know, we give the shout outs to the people on the podcast that, that won the thing. So uh, you know, we all like to. We all like being, you know, the recognition piece of that. So, if nothing else, we get some bragging rights. But uh, we'll have some prizes out there as well.
5: Yeah, I just want everyone to know I've got dibs on taking Steve out of this first <laughs> <Right>. tournament. <laughs> Thanks.
0: It, it, you know, you're gonna have to be there. You might not want to be 20 minutes late then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very fun. All right, Rob. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I
6: think it's everything that we're doing right now is is really gonna is really getting me excited that we're going to have all this uh, content, all this talking, all this you know sharing ideas, sharing insights. I'm especially looking forward to the book club. I think that's fantastic. I know we did one of those in the past. We did uh, Jonathan Little's book, and I thought that was very informative because everybody's bringing their own take on what they see. Um, same with the hand histories that are coming up. I mean, everybody's going to have their own take on on how to play those hands and how to play those, uh, you know, those small pseudodases, that type of thing. I think this is just really a great opportunity for everybody to get engaged and bring their ideas and listen to other people's ideas and generally just get better at poker.
0: I agree. I love it. And that, I love it. Could not have said it better. That's fantastic. All right, guys, well, we'll wrap up there. I know a lot of announcements here at the end. I think it's good that we move them to the back. And every week we're not going to have that many announcements, but there's always going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and undoubtedly, we're going to miss something from time to time. So again, make sure you're on that email newsletter. We're not going to sell that list to anybody. We're not going to spam you. It's just really to keep you updated on what's going on, or just stay plugged in with the website, uh, the blogs. You're going to have all the stuff out there as well, uh, but we'll do what we can to update Facebook, Twitter uh, with everything, but there's just a lot going on. So stay connected, everybody, and we're building the community. Uh, and again, reminder, this is a, we're building a vibrant and encouraging poker learning community. So uh, that's what we do so if you're out on discord be positive uh, be engaged and let's have some fun with this deal so uh, on behalf of john and rob and all of our fpn crushers i uh, will chat with you next week oh quick thanks running aces racetrack and casino uh thank you guys for sponsoring us so with that we will sign off take care everybody